We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Tuesday, the first day of November, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Pavel. We'll get to Pavel in just a moment. Bruce, how are you today? How was your weekend? Healthy and alive. Um, weekend was okay. Um, dealing with another plumbing issue uh, at the house. Uh, but um, yeah, what do you expect from a 50-year-old home? Well, that's okay, because here in just a few years, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. So, so you won't have to be concerned with issues like that. With that proposition, I'm actually glad to have home problems. It puts a new light on it, new spin, if you will. Indeed, it does. Pavel, your day of the week. How are you today, sir? It's good to see you. Hi, guys. Um, hello to all the listeners. <laughs> listeners, excuse me. I'm doing well. I have a little bit of a sore throat, so I'm going to explain. Apologize in advance. Um, you know, I'm doing good. It's Halloween. It's my favorite day of the year, other than New Year's and my birthday, and um, maybe a few other days. But I guess it is just one of my favorite days, I should say. Anyhow, um, hey, things are looking up everywhere. You know, the the politicians um working harder than ever. You know, weather's getting better. Um, prices are um well, prices are going up, but that's okay. We'll be all right. We will. Yes. It's going to take a special mindset in order to uh, to navigate what's coming. It's going to be a very, very difficult uh, set of circumstances that people are going to have to deal with in the coming months and years ahead. I like to uh, I like to tell people that you can prepare. You can prepare physically. You can prepare with supplies and, and things like that. But ultimately, if you don't prepare yourself mentally for what's coming and spiritually for what's coming, then I'm not sure, even with all the stuff that you've prepped in the other areas, I don't know how you make it if you if you can't deal with it mentally. You can do the, the financial stuff. You can do the physical stuff. You can do the supply stuff. But if you don't have your spiritual house in order, if you don't have your mental state in order, all that other stuff becomes irrelevant, becomes a moot point, in my opinion. You know, um, spirituality is knowing that you're in a path. All, that's all it is. Spirituality is just knowing and trusting that for whatever reason, if you just kind of relax a little bit, that you are, as long as you feel like you're doing the right things in your life, you are walking some sort of a right path to somewhere. There's a destination. You, Even though you might know what the goal is in life or the destination is at least, you know, you're on a path and, and becoming spiritual. It's, it's when you kind of get there and you, you realize there's no reason to worry because life is always just a struggle for stability for most people. It always is. And, and enjoy the little, the little moments when, when things seem to be stable and, and love is around you, because if you're constantly worried about when are things going to be perfect? When is everything going to be constantly okay? When am I going to feel good all the time? You tend to miss the moments that are good right now because usually those are the moments, where, you know, the moments when you feel okay and you're sort of happy is when you start reminiscing. So it, it, kind of, it kind of cancels each other out. You know, when you feel okay, you start thinking about the future. And now you're sad. It's, it's, it's better to kind of relax and fall in. 
Yeah, I, I do think uh, not just spirituality in the sense of like religion, but spirituality in the sense of uh, uh, your your spirit or your drive, your um, you, I, I guess, is, is the bottom. Uh, what I'm getting at is you. You need to have a, I would say, a goal or a vision forward and just keep pushing towards it. You know, keep keep driving forward. Uh, uh, of course, spirituality as a Christian, obviously, that's important. But for those that aren't, yeah, you, you need to keep driving forward, do what's right. On the road to this, we're going to have to look at other people's opinions. We're going to have to communicate with other people. We're going to have to have other people giving their side of things to where it puts things into context for us so we can make decisions. And to do that, we need something called a town square, don't we? Well, I said last week we were going to talk about tech, and this week we're going to talk about tech. One individual who is trying to make the digital town square, if you will, is Elon Musk. We're going to talk a little bit about Twitter today. Uh, we're going to talk about YouTube. We're going to talk about government overreach in the tech world and what that means for you, what that means for, for us, what that means as a civilization for us. Elon Musk believes that he needs to take over Twitter in order to inject healthy, rounded dialogue, I guess for lack of a better term, into the world in order to, quote, chart the way forward for our civilization, as opposed to having some uh, digital hellscape that's one-sided, a myopic view, and it's full of just uh, radicals and, and, and hatred and everything else and misinformation and all that. So he's making some changes. Today, he dissolved the Twitter board and has appointed himself as the sole director. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Now, he's been getting rid of a lot of the um, the dead wood, shall we say. Yeah, there's there's been um, there's been a lot of people that have been fired and laid off and, you know, pack your stuff and get out. And you know what? Like that clip that we played yesterday, I don't really disagree with that. I'm sorry. You're going to work. You're not going to uh, to, to a wellness spa. You're not going to um, to the office to drink red wine on tap and play cornhole and play foosball and sit in a, in a, in a yoga room. That's not what you go to work for. Again, I understand the point that Bruce made about if you're coding or something and you need to unwind after a couple of hours. Okay. I get it, but that's not something that's a highlight of what you do when you go to an office. That's not really what it's for. Now, I understand if you go on to the campuses of some of these international conglomerates, which I have been on them, they have like nap rooms and quiet rooms and that kind of stuff. They have coffee bars, they have restaurants, they have cafes. Okay, but employees go to those things either during their break time or during their lunch hour. That's it. I've not seen any anemones outside of that. Nothing like these these playgrounds that you have. Like Google has pinball machines in their place and they've got beer on tap. The hell kind of an office is that? What, like what kind of work can you get done in there? So we're going to talk about what Google does today and who their new partnerships are with. Let's talk about what's going on with Twitter. First and foremost, let, let's just start there uh, and we'll get into the rest of it. Musk taking over Twitter. Good thing, bad thing, what he's done. Good steps, bad steps. Where do we want to start? I'll throw the ball over to one of the two of you, wherever you'd like to start. But we do need the digital town square. We do need 
sides of all sides of conversations. Again, that's why we started this. We wanted to have all sides of conversations examined. And so we can get it out there and we can discuss these topics. And then the end user, i.e. the listener, can make up their own mind. That's what needs to happen here is, is you need to make up your own mind. Whether you do that reading text or whether you listen to people talk and, and converse and have the dialogue, whatever. Either way, it's got to be an actual tangible conversation into real issues as opposed to this myopic view of just lies that you get on television and in the mainstream media. So where do we start? So I'll say, uh, yeah, I think it's a good thing that he, he took over Twitter. There's been a few people that have tried to reinstate themselves back into Twitter uh, before uh, they've gone through everything. The, he's had his, um, as as some of the articles have, have quoted it, his inner circle from like Tesla uh, come in and help him uh, clean out the employees. Uh, so far, I think they've fired 25% of the staff, um, as well as many of the executive branch. I, I think all the execs have been removed uh, at, at this point in board. I, I think that's a good thing. Uh, these are the people that were pushing for uh, like the banning of Trump when he was president. Um, some of the others like Alex Jones and so forth. These are the people that were pushing for that. So the fact that they're fired, good riddance. The trolling that he's done so far, uh, I, I think is absolutely hilarious as well. It's been very entertaining to see. So far, it, it looks like it's a good thing. The the people that have jumped on board too quick and, and tried to reinstate themselves, they've been banned again. Probably because it's in the code at this point, uh, more than likely, but he has said uh, there's going to be a council that reviews everything uh, as far as bans before they reinstate anyone, just, you know, just to make sure. We'll see in time. I'm optimistic, I, I should say. I'll put it that way. I'm optimistic. Is there a chance? Do I, do I think there's a chance that this ends up bad, poorly? Sure, but that's a small chance. I think uh, based on what little bit I know of his politics and how he's run uh, SpaceX and Tesla, it's more likely that this is going to be good for um, the, the, the town square. And it's also Twitter's also going to be a profitable business at the same time. OK, well, I, I mean, all points are, are really valid. Um, as a base, I want to say it seems like everything that Musk is doing is fairly transparent and, and i mean there's some confusion with ai like is he for it or and why is he contributing all this you know effort to it but i mean as long as he's not going to be like the evil villain later on i mean i think it's a good thing i think that the digital town square is not going to go away anywhere so it's better to start developing it in a more common sense way with a lot less automation that's that's completely not you know, mentioned anywhere. If Musk takes so, like, if he keeps going the way he he's going with Twitter, I think that we should start seeing more transparency in what is exactly going on. Like the criteria for being banned, the criteria, the the, the very precise, you know, the precision and transparency of all the actions. You want to make sure that there's, you know, obviously bots is, uh, you know, automatic, not real people is the biggest problem. I think, to be honest, I this is an idea because. The public forums online are becoming very, very important. I think they should be a general age restriction as in like, like everybody who's not, in, let's say everybody's under 18 and it needs to be some, somehow, it needs to be enforced. Like you can't, there's like an adult forums that you go on after you reach, you know, let's say 18 and there's underage 
you know, minor forms and, and whatever the heck, but those need to be more specifically, perhaps somehow guided by the general education system, regardless of something more, let's say protected, you know, and, and once you become an adult, maybe you, you know, you already, your opinions changed a million times. So now you're entering the world of, you know, adult form when your opinions already maybe, um, what should I say, more objective rather than more um, indoctrinated. I think because everything is becoming, um, I don't want to say virtual, but let's say remote. Instead of going virtual, we should maybe go more to remote work. Don't get rid of people, but get rid of the driving time. That a lot of people still commute, you know. If, if maybe you can work from home and then give people more of an opportunity to take the time they would have wasted on driving to actually driving somewhere where they want to, where, where they can take care of themselves and their family and their lives or whatever, going to the park. There are smart things we can do if Musk continues using smart innovations that either have not been used on purpose, like implemented in the society, or have simply not been available to us. If he keeps continuing this way, then yes, things will get better. But also, there's this whole evil, evil villain <laughs> possibility. So that's in my head. But I think overall we're going in the right direction. I think so too. Yeah. Go ahead, Bruce. I I, I would push back just a little bit on on that uh, what you said there uh, specifically about the age restriction. I agree. I, I to be clear, I agree with you. But concept. to play uh, the concept of it, but uh, it runs into the situation of who who do we have in play? Who do we put in place to to regulate that? And how do we regulate that? Because then you run into the problem of, okay, if you're, if you have to be a certain age, that means you're going to now have to tie your uh, real world identity to the, to the internet. So now, as you said, yeah, driver's license as an example, well, now your driver's license tied to, uh, so there's more of your personal information that's available out there to be hacked. It also opens the door for uh, government regulation and those kind of things. Um, so I, I agree. I just I don't know how to go about doing it because all the all the methods we would use can be exploited and abused by, um, you know, so, yeah, I, I think it's a process of, of time. Uh, I mean, with with time comes innovations. The problem is, is that we're heading headlong into this digital ID realm and we're not even considering what the possible ramifications of it could be. That's the problem is you've got uh, people like the World Economic Forum, the WHO, the United Nations, the Chinese Communist Party with their social credit system. They're saying, look, we need this, but yet they can't tell us why. Don't think about it. We don't have time to think about it. We've got to implement it now. But it's all being done under false pretenses, just like what they did with the COVID pass. Oh, well, uh, the vaccines, they stop transmission. So we need vaccine passports to ensure that everybody is safe that's been vaccinated. Come to find out... They admit in open parliament, no, we didn't have time to test whether or not it stops transmission. Okay, well, then why do you have the vaccine passports? Why do you have the digital IDs? That's what that was supposed to become. So it's now contradicted itself and it's removed the whole underlying basis for it all to begin with. I I agree with you on the um, having to age gate things. I do agree with that. That's always been my biggest argument about uh, these smartphones. These smartphones, my God, kids have access to all kinds of adult content and there's no way to regulate it. But... At the same time, it's a double-edged sword. Where do we start with the regulation? Because I certainly, I certainly don't want any of these governments, I don't want any of these corporations involved in any kind of digital ID scheme, especially when you have the likes of Bill Gates behind all of it, bankrolling all of it. I certainly don't want any of that. I want nothing to do with that. So 
I, I get where you're, where you're going with the digital ID. I understand the concept of it, and, and I'm fully on board with the idea of it, and it needs to be regulated as far as online content. But where do we go with it? That's the question. We're not to a point where we have responsible people running things. And, and I've made that argument from the start since uh, since COVID started. I'm like, is there an adult in charge I can speak to? I wouldn't trust any of these people with a stick of gum, let alone running a digital ID system or let alone a digital currency. Nothing like that. They've lost that privilege because they no longer govern by consent. The second that they started taking people, as in we the people, out of the discussion is when they lost all credibility. We're going to have to go another way. Now, what way that is, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I do know that it's going to have to be different than the course that they're trying to put everybody on. How do we bring adults back in charge? How do we know who is an adult? You know, public forums are somewhere there in the solution. But because they are there in the solution, they are also going to be the target of whoever wants to influence the outcome of the solution. So it's it's like an ongoing struggle with deception and propaganda we've we've had for a very long time, like as in people, you know, in general. So that's that's a tough question. The system is so big. And even if we had some sort of, you know, capability to just have an AI monitor everything and literally like, you know, be smart enough to find misinformation, now we put in something we don't even know what it really is in charge of it all. Maybe somehow not disclose people's personal information, but maybe have some sort of a, a locality ID as in like, oh, well, you know, the, this discussion board is from, you know, let's say of this state or something. I don't know exactly what I mean, but it doesn't have to be a personal ID. It could be broken down in just visible communities, perhaps some sort of, you know, based ID. I don't know. What do you think, Bruce? Uh, well, even, even, okay. Uh, I'll use something that that I found here recently. Um, so there was a there was a new game that came out and uh, multiplayer. I went into the settings in there and was looking at um, you know some of you did the privacy and that kind of stuff. Location. There, there's a button in there that tells you exactly your IP address, your physical location, down to the city, uh, and your PC name, everything about your really? PC that's available. And I'm like, hold on. That means if you're taking all that information, that means not only do you have it, but if somebody hacks your server, now they have it as well. Um, the the fact that Google was going around with their you know camera cars with the Wi-Fi attached, getting everybody's physical IP address in in the Everything. area, that was a problem. Honestly, now. It used to be back in the day, IP addresses didn't have a physical location. Back in the day, they weren't, you know, now it does. Now you have physical locations everywhere. So if you, if you know, if you can get somebody's IP address, well, you can at least narrow it down by uh, what city they're in. And then you know, packet sniffing and whatnot, you can figure out the actual physical location of the individual. Uh, as someone that likes anonymity and um, uh, likes to, to, honestly, the the way everything's become polarized, I'd, I'd like to keep that anonymity. I, I, I don't want the, so anyway, all that to say, uh, when we start, we start going down the roads of like, uh, you know, identifying based on physical location, uh, there's uh, now uh, there are like Facebook groups or, um, neighborhood, uh, uh, Facebooks or neighborhood apps that, um, you know, you can, you can, agree to interact with if you will uh, but that's a, that's like an opt-in feature that's not like a 
you know, if I want to log into the internet, I don't have to identify where I'm, you, you know, it's, a. Uh, of course you don't log into the internet anymore. It's pretty much, we're always online now. It used to be back in the day, you had to log into the internet and, you know, the, the squealing, uh, yeah, yeah, the squealing dial up. And then somebody and picks up the phone in the house on. and you're locked yeah. offline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're knocked offline. Yeah. Oh my now, God. The, the, the you're 50, always on. The, yeah. the, the, the 128K modem came out. That's oh, right. Yeah. That's right. And oh somebody screaming God. through the house, who's on the internet? <laughs> more regulation as a conservative, as someone that likes limited government, more regulation means uh, it's going to bite us in the ass. That, that, that's, that's what I, I, I'm concerned about is I agree. This is a problem. We need to, uh, we need to have this, um, civil discourse on the internet, you know, that public town square. And there are conversations that should be age restricted, but again, what do you do to age restricted age gated and just say, you know, identify your birthday that anybody can lie on, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it, that's basically what it's what it come down to now. It's like, for example, I'll, I'll go to the extreme and, and use porn sites. Used to be back in the day, you had to have a credit card to access it. Nowadays, there's, you just identify what, whatever age you are. And so that means any kid with a smartphone, any kid with a, uh, a internet connection, no matter what age they are, they have access to it. Because uh, uh, nobody would lie, right? Nobody would lie about their birthday, right? They they would put in the right, right. No, I it's it's and it is. I mean, I can't really say. I mean, I I remember being a kid too. I I've heard you know, I've heard some young. I've heard fourth graders not too long ago. You know, mention that somebody was showing you know pornography in the classroom on the phone. You know, and and kids get there younger and younger and younger. And I mean, one of the others little little kids had a phone and something. So I just heard kids talking about it and he, there's nothing I can do or say because that's how could anyone stop that? It's it just, as you say, it's impossible. Like I remember being, I remember, you know, looking for <laughs> trying to find VHSs, you know, let's say that my mom had, who knows, but kids are, kids are always going to be curious and, you know, about those things. It's, it's a, it's a really a big conundrum because we need, more control and less control. We need abstract control of things that we cannot really physically control without violating things and putting ourselves in danger. Maybe we start having public forums where you voluntarily, like, you know, there's the Twitter, there's this, and there's something, let's say, forum where your opinion, you actually, you know, you have some sort of responsibility for what you say, like you actually do ID yourself voluntarily and, and then everybody else does too. And you actually have real debates where people closer it's closer to real life you know what i mean I, ideally i would like everyone to meet face to face and have discussions about every decision but it's going to be impossible it's impossible to do that so is it possible to simulate that online i mean it's it's and once again now everything is, is controlled by somebody else so i i mean i'm kind of lost at this i don't even know where to go well this is what you run into and we've been seeing this and we kind of suspected that this was going to be the case anyway because of the way that we've been moving and the way that things have been trending. But COVID or the pandemic kind of fast-tracked all of that. And it gave the corporations and the governments, I guess, unprecedented power through the states of emergency that they declared. With the power grab, they started to do other things. They started to work with the tech companies to say, you know, we should probably control what people are saying and, and people are, are seeing online. And so what did you have as a result of that? 
people that had any opposing viewpoints were banned. That started in the very early days. We're not following uh, WHO or uh, CDC guidelines, so we're going to have to shut that account down. Excuse me? Let me get this straight. Um, I can actually disprove with actual proof what these quote unquote trusted organizations are actually peddling to people that are causing harm to other human beings. And I get banned for that. And of course, they change their terms of service as the times change, right? Because science is ever evolving. So we change with the times. How far back does that go? The Department of Homeland Security in the United States started in 2020 meeting with Twitter, Facebook, and Wikipedia monthly. Did you hear what I just said? Monthly to coordinate content moderation efforts. Huh. Well, I donated to Wikipedia. Oh, oh you should never do that. You should never do that. Oh, uh, you know what Wikipedia is? That's 900 people. That's what that is. As a matter of fact, in a lot of European schools, if you list Wikipedia as a source, no matter how good of a job you do on that entire paper, they will fail you on that paper. Okay, so, that's a good idea. And um, yeah. yeah, that's a lot of power and a very little amount of fans. It is. So the Department of Homeland Security was meeting with him. And, you know, not to mention, uh, Bruce, didn't we chase down some paper trails that had something to do with Google and connections to EcoHealth Alliance and the Wuhan lab? I do believe that we did. We certainly did. And wasn't it Mark Zuckerberg and his private emails that were released to the public under a FOIA request? Wasn't it him saying, look, uh, Tony, speaking of Dr. Fauci, look, Tony, we would really love to do a Q&A with you about what needs to be done and what needs to not be done. We need to make sure that we're all on the same page here. Yeah. So we're going to trust these organizations to not be directed by content moderators that come from the federal government. I don't think so. Listen to what was going on on MSNBC this morning, right? Morning Joe. I think this is Morning Joe. You got me. Yeah, Morning Joe. Uh, you got Mika up there. Listen to this meltdown, right? Everybody's heard about the Nancy Pelosi thing. We'll get into that later this week, but we're still <laughs> we're still um, we're still getting details, uh, shall we say. More is coming out Make every day on that story. Yeah. Yes. We got to be very, very make sure we, we get this right. You know, you Absolutely. guys got to get this to the detail, to the team. We do. But this is what was going on on MSNBC this morning. Bruce, I thought you would actually, I thought you would love this. And I pulled this clip especially for you. On Pizzagate cabal style stuff. The idea that the world is secretly run by this new world order uh, and it is trying to censor you. It's trying to prevent the world from seeing what's really going on. And that Nancy Pelosi and people like that, those people uh, in the QAnon spaces right now, those people are at the top of that sphere. They are at the top of that pecking order when it comes to how people believe in conspiracy theories. And I, I do want to stress this. Um, right now, on, trending on Twitter mm -hmm. is the lie about this guy. It's the lie that it's trending. It's trending on Twitter as we speak uh, because Elon Musk pushed it uh, on Saturday or yesterday. Sorry. Uh, I just want to make it clear how they got to this place. So uh, I, first of all, lies on the Internet move faster than the truth. And that's in part why there are all these safeguards that Elon Musk is trying to take down on Twitter right now. Um, the lies that were pushed were from bad pieces of information they found. For example, they said that uh, Paul Pelosi was uh, in his underwear. Of course he was, 2.30 in the morning at the time he was attacked. They, that led them to believe this was a lover's quarrel between two different people that knew each other. The reason they believed they knew each other is because the police put out a statement saying that they didn't really know who opened the door. So they, that led them to believe there was a third person in the house. Mm -hmm. So from there, there was this world building on the pro-Trump internet. 
what could be the opposite of reality here? And the opposite of reality they came up with was these two people were having a lover's quarrel in a house and the police sort of intruded on us. It's fundamentally incorrect. It was pushed by the richest man in the world. And then yesterday it was pushed by Donald Trump Jr., who posted a picture of underwear and a hammer and said it's a Halloween costume for Paul Pelosi. If we don't cut this out right now, not just the normalization of violence, but the idea that reality can't even exist anymore because it cannot catch up to the lies on the Internet. I'm not a scholar on authoritarian history, but yeah. I've, let, I've read Hannah Arendt. I've read all of these people. Mm -hmm. This is how it gets really bad. This is the start of something that gets really, really bad. If you are getting the guardrails off the truth, where it literally cannot catch up to the lies on the Internet because of how the pipes work, how the system works, because of the incentives of the richest people in the world, then that's how you lose your democracy. Lot to unpack there. Uh, both of you are just seething. I can I can see it uh, physically on both mm -hmm. of your faces. Bruce, you want to start there? Uh, sure. So I, I just want to kind of pick apart some of the stuff he was saying there just a little bit. Uh, first of all, the, the problem is uh, he presented you with, um, quote unquote, facts, finger, finger quotes there, without actually presenting you with any facts. So he's he made the claims, you know, the, these are these are the theories that they're putting out there. OK, Dangerous now conspiracy show theories. me the evidence. Yeah, the conspiracy, uh, because we've seen um, we've seen the drone cam footage of the open patio door, French doors, um, mind you. The, the when I heard patio door, I was thinking sliding glass door and I'm thinking, why the hell would they have a sliding glass door? Because that's something that like the those of us that don't have money for French doors have that anyway. Um, uh, I'm, I'm joking by the way. Um, it, th those were open and it was not busted open. There was, there was no damage to the doors. They were just open. Um, and yeah, there was reports of both of them being in their underwear, which the one is actually a nudist. So uh, that would have been weird for him to be in underwear. But anyway, um, and then the dispatch police dispatch, that is a little, um, huh? They were friends. And, uh, hmm. So the police saying, we don't know, uh, the, the, maybe there was a third. Yeah. It's because dispatch, the, the, the emergency call that was given was a, a dispute and it was, um, friends. But you see, all of this is, is a world that's been built up and, and concocted on lies by the pro Trump yeah. internet. <laughs> I didn't know the internet mm -hmm. was pro Trump. I, yeah. I didn't realize. I, I didn't and know we have either. We have safeguards in place over at Twitter that Elon Musk is is uh, removing, which, by the way, they said that he's the richest man in the world. He's far from it. What about Bill Gates? What about Warren Buffett? What about uh, Charlie Munger? What about Jeff Bezos? What about Richard Branson? Th these guys like th these guys are what? Chop liver now. So what, what about well, Klaus Schwab? These guys are nobody. Yeah, now. They're nobodies because they funnel their money through uh, shell corporations to hide it and, and their their foundations. So we don't really know how much money they have. Musk, on the other hand, doesn't do that. Uh, so he's a little bit more transparent. But yeah, uh, also, I just want to point out that if you're a pro Trumper, if you're someone that supports Trump and you just go off of what the, the mainstream media is saying, you've got far more power based on what the mainstream media is saying and, and how they're lamenting at how much you power you really have. Um, yeah, it is. It's difficult to be Trump supporter in a lot of places. It's, it's just difficult. I don't see anything like 
I mean, I don't want to say pro-Trump. I just want to say realistic. Like, I'm not even looking for facts anymore. I just like, it, it's just at least try to go into some, somewhat of what's actually going on direction. Don't make it so obvious. It's, it's, so what, what the guy says is this, the fact that there's a conspiracy theory that the God, you know, somebody's censoring you that on its own is a lie and there's no such thing as any sort of censorship or such things conspiracy theories you know which in theory are correct let's say he's saying there's no such thing as deception he's saying that no one would ever lie censor you or, or lie about it or lie in the first place there's the only conspiracy is that there's a such thing as a conspiracy that's going on guys Okay, and then he's, he mentioned the term richest man in the world like four times, completely unnecessary. He's like, guys, the only people, the rich, the richest guy, I, I mean, specifically, the only people that would censor you and are destroying the truth protectors, you know what I mean? It, it, it's this guy right here. There's no such thing as a government that lies, basically, is what he said, or corporations. And that sounds believable. And he, you, you noticed he said he's not, a, uh, he's not a, a scholar on authoritarianism. Well, he certainly seems to have a whole lot of authoritarian ideas when it comes to censoring people's thoughts and speech on the Internet. At least it seems to me like that's what he's trying to get across to people. I yeah. need you to understand that. No, no, please. Like the bad guys that, you know, there's we don't lie to you. We, we don't lie to you. They do. And anybody, right. anytime anyone says that, just, just, that's all he did. He literally said, listen, guys, come on, come on. Are you stupid? We don't lie to you. And that's it. Yeah. Where are the facts? Uh, on top, I would, I would also add in, um, saying that there's a conspiracy about you being censored. Yeah. Before now that Musk has control, this may not be the case anymore. Uh, I don't know how much they've changed on the back end for coding and everything and the, the auto auto modding. But uh, used to, if you would say uh, there's only two genders, there's only male and female, and you posted that on Twitter. Congrats. Your account is now suspended. I think Tim. You're Poole actually, yeah, I think Tim Pool actually tested that. I saw that he put out a tweet the other day, or at least he uh, somebody had screenshot it and stuck it up on uh, on another site. And he tested exactly that. You know, the, uh, um, the men can get. Do, pregnant, would you like me to test that you know, right that now stuff. in front of you? Yeah, if you want to. I but believe he, there's there's really he, only two genders. I'll I'll do it right now. Yeah, yeah. He tweeted that, and he said, "I'm just ch tweeting this to check and see if the uh, the sensors are actually in place, and everything was went through just fine, and it stayed there." Okay. So yeah, maybe I know there's been some people that have tried to come back on Twitter, and they've been uh, suspended immediately. But again. Uh, those people already had suspensions, uh, and um, I uh, there is a, um, a term of service with many of these platforms that if you subvert the suspension, then you get suspended again, and you know it just extends your suspension. Like I said, Musk has said we're going to have a council first. We're going to review each case individually, and so yeah, that, that that hasn't been put together yet, as far as I'm aware. No, he's busy taking out all the rest of the trash in the front office. That, that's what he's doing. Right. <laughs> I figured out the sink thing. It was let that sink in. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was. Yeah. The tweets away. I said, I believe there are only two genders. And the other sentence I said, I also believe in free speech. That's what that's what that was. Okay. So let's see we'll see happens. if it uh, we'll see if it holds. We'll come back to it. Another tech company that's deeply involved in all of this uh, censorship is Google. While telling you that they're not censoring anything. That's the brilliant thing about all this is they're saying, Bruce, you pointed this out before. You say it's all the same agenda 
It's just they're changing the script and they're changing the actors in like yep. everything that they're doing. It's it's like the same line. They're, they're just changing mm-hmm. little details here and there. And that's what they're doing here. It's the same thing. We're telling you what the truth is and everyone else, uh, everything that everyone else is telling you is a lie. When actually it's the inverse of that. It's the same thing with the uh, the health organizations. We're telling you the truth and everything that everybody else is telling you is a lie. Don't pay any attention to that data. We'll give you the data that you need. It's the inverse. What are we supposed to do then? Okay, well, down is up, up is down. Right. What's the ultimate solution then? Well, we need more control of the spread of misinformation and disinformation. Google, or more specifically, their subsidiary, YouTube, has decided that they're going to censor everything disputing the official narrative so it can better control public opinion. The WHO is taking control of the content that is promoted on YouTube through a new partnership with Google. And they say the aim is to, I'm quoting, address the spread of misinformation and disinformation. The WHO has stated the following that I got from their website. Listen to this. The WHO and its partners recognize that misinformation online has the potential to travel further, faster, and sometimes deeper than the truth. On some social media platforms, falsehoods are 70% more likely to get shared than accurate news. To counter this, the World Health Organization has taken a number of actions with tech companies to remain one step ahead. Well, thank God. Thank God for that. Who's one of the biggest donors to the World Health Organization? That's the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation, isn't it? Who's the other group that has a majority stake in the World Health Organization and the decisions that they make. By God, that'd be the Chinese Communist Party. Well, if those two organizations, just in and of themselves, are responsible for making sure that the information you're going to get is accurate, we'll see that we got no problem then. Do we? No. What is the number one crisis that we're facing? Anybody want to take a guess? Either of you want to take a guess? What's the number one crisis we're facing, according to the World Health Organization, without looking? Bruce, you want to take a guess? Uh, Number one, uh, hmm, gender dysphoria. Okay, that's a good guess. That is a good guess. Pavel, you want to take a guess as to what uh, what the number one crisis is that we're facing according to the World Health Organization? Climate? No. Okay. All um, right. That's yeah. a good guess. That is a good guess. guess. Like, like, yeah, like the the coldness and the heatness. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that, that's Climate a good guess. That good is a good guess. guess. This is what. A spokesman for the World Health Organization has said in a statement regarding what climate or what climate regarding what crisis we're facing now. Healthcare professionals have said to me, if you think COVID is bad when it comes to climate change, you ain't seen nothing yet. It's the grandmother of all health threats. COVID and climate change are compounding each other and they're adding pressures on already weak health systems and staff. And it's why business as usual is not an option. And it's why now we need to truly have health at the center of all our policies, energy, transport, agriculture, water and food. And food is where he says right there where it just got cut off. Uh, Mm. uh, Let me see. And they just entered into a new partnership with Google. No, thank you. I'm not interested. I'm less than interested in anything that you're involved in. Uh, not to mention the fact that your company's name is is listed, uh, as in Google, your company's name is listed on the receipts of giving money to the Wuhan lab in China. We have a very serious problem. As if that's not bad enough, now we're going to enter into a partnership with the World Health Organization, who, by the way, helped cover it up with EcoHealth Alliance, with Peter Daszak, who's the head of EcoHealth Alliance, which we got more on him. You're not going to believe what they're doing this week with the Department of Defense. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You better be saying, oh, my God, after you hear this this week. But they covered it up. 
they're the one they handpicked that group of of idiots to go over there in China and covered it up. And they're now going to be the overlords to control what information you get. They're going to decide what's misinformation and disinformation. I don't think so. There was also a, a paper that uh, just came out. Uh, this is a Senate report uh, that saying that the uh, lab leak happened sooner than what we were theorizing originally, which really we were already originally theorizing it pretty early to begin with. Some are saying October. Yeah. But I've heard as early yeah, as September it's... because that's when Dr. Lee was going into WeChat saying, hey, wait a minute, uh, we've got a problem here. That's when the Chinese arrested him and then brought him in and made him sign a public confession to uh, spreading fear in the community. Yeah, I... I'm Is not it, seeing the date just yet. I heard that the pharmaceutical companies were, weren't they like researching COVID vaccines way before supposedly the virus got released? Yes. And we, yes. And if this, this particular happened, how can you prepare patent. for something they would know? Yeah. This, this particular well, patent, it, I'm glad you, I'm actually glad you brought that up. The particular patent that was on the spike protein that was in not only the original SARS-CoV virus, but the vaccine itself was patented by Moderna in 2016. How's that possible? I mean, listen, this is what I think because I'm I'm pretty stupid. They're all sitting there connected, friends, you know, who is all of them? Basically, everybody's controlling the World Health Organization, all these companies, pretty much every everything you listed, okay? They're all talking to each other. They're all getting together. They're all forming a cabal, whatever you want to call it. And the, my conspiracy theory is, is they literally are right in front of us. I'd say as they're saying it and sometimes not saying it, I getting together and really getting a new grip on the world and enslaving everyone and killing and rubbing and destroying economic systems and people's lives and countries. And that's what they're doing. And I think there's a lot of evil people that have a lot of power right now in this world, like really evil to the core. And that's what I think. I mean, I might be wrong. I would also uh, throw out there uh, for the listener to go and search up uh, what the signs of an abusive relationship are. Uh, I did this kind of as a meme, as a joke, but go and look it up and uh, look at each one of the categories. And lo and behold, you look at the narrative for COVID, you look at the narrative for uh, the Ukraine situation, and now the current narrative they're trying to do with climate change, you will notice that every single one of those behaviors, minus a few because they're specific to relationships, yeah, they, um, they all match up. And it's almost as, as if uh, you're in a, an abusive relationship with uh, your government, with your uh you know the media and whatnot the 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 kind of stuff the rhetoric that, that that's being pushed um, you nailed that you just killed yeah. it right there man they created a virtual sucking life out of your entity no offense to women i don't mean that what having a relationship is what i mean is yeah it's like they they created this virtual entity that has no gender or it has whatever gender it wants. It has whatever opinion it wants. And it can, and it's, it's like this flippant, you know, arrogant kind of a friend that the humanity now has. It's, it's, it's weird. It's like the collective memory is getting a parasite on it of the, of the entire civilization. It's, it's insane. 
So let's look at what will now pass as a, an approved source of information under this new partnership, shall we? YouTube announced the following. They say that it will certify medical professionals as, quote, reliable and authoritative sources of information. The platform's website said, uh, and its global head of YouTube Health, Dr. Uh, Gareth Graham said, I'm quoting, YouTube Health has been working on additional ways to help doctors, nurses, mental health professionals, and healthcare information providers to bring high quality health information into the spaces that people visit throughout their day like their favorite video sharing app. Doesn't sound like a prepared statement or anything. To apply to be labeled as reliable, users have to submit their license and adhere to the best practices for sharing health information set by the World Health Organization. So they're no longer practicing medicine then? You practice medicine. That's the whole point of calling it practice. The Council no. of Medical Specialty Societies, sorry, and the National Academy of Medicine. Sorry, th those are, you have to be approved by those Three, you have to say their approved methods or you can't be certified to put information or to that be kind of put information out. Basically, what they said is uh, if you say anything contrary to what those three organizations say, if you say anything contrary to that, for example, uh, you raise questions about the vaccines being safe and effective and you start questioning where are all these blood clots coming from and strokes and myocarditis and all these others? If you start asking those questions, you are no longer a, a well, you're no longer a healthcare professional uh, as far as YouTube is concerned, and you will not be have those protections. You know, I want to I want to add something to this little personal. So as, as I mentioned before, my mom got the uh, booster vaccine not too long ago against my advice. Um, here's a catch up on that. So first two weeks, first week, it felt like a horrible just flew. Second week, her face swelled. Then she was kind of on and off recovering, you know, doing a little walking garden, this and this. I had to take her to ER last Friday because she's just, she feels like she's dying. You know, the doctor checked her out. They did an MRI on her. They, they did a blood test and everything's completely fine. And, you know, this and that. And then at the end, because my mom is innocent, she looks at the doctor and she goes, can this be side effect of the Corona vaccine? And I mean, I just stared him down and, and the doctor looks at me and he just hands his raises his ups and he goes, ah, that's too complicated. And 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 then and that's it. And I kept looking at it. And I look at mom, that's all they're gonna tell you. And and where to go. That's what that was the answer. It is too complicated. When when my well, I just didn't want to even get into it because I was in the hospital and the security guards there and I it's I did not want to say anything. But yes, that's that's the answer. We we it's too complicated to talk about. We don't have time for this, basically is what he said. Like honestly look he looked like let's go. Come on guys, she, she's fine, I said. It's the yeah, I need to realize basically right what now. he told you, what he told you without telling you is yes. If they exactly. can't give you a straight answer of no, then that means yes. That that is the case. It's the same thing. God, it's the same thing with the the freaking FBI. Uh, you know when they're they're being interviewed in front of uh, Congress. Well, I I can't disclose that information. Okay, you just admitted to it. You just said yes. If you can't blatantly say no, then you are saying yes. So in that situation, uh, he he was unwilling to say no, which means yes, it could be. I mean, the guy looked like his feet were just set on fire. His eyes were started, you know, darting left and right. And and, and he, it's almost like he had, I almost saw a tendency, you know, like when people look at the watch, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's yeah. just. Well, because he, he knows that he, if he says anything about that, he'll lose his job. 
That's right? probably, that's probably what, that's it, what it, it is. And I feel, and, and I mean, to be honest, the doctor, and I, I want to say this, he took care of me more than once. I have nothing against the guy. He's always been wonderful to us, you know, but it's whatever that entity is, that's part of it too. It's a entity of fear, lies, deception, gender confusion, and body mutilation. It's, it's just, they don't want you to be healthy. They want you to literally believe in the opposite of what the reality is. They're flipping things that are good for you. It's what they're doing. There's a lot of good advice online as well. I'm trying to bring good advice myself also to the internet, but oh boy, the, the world, I mean, if you look at some of the things that they have approved that they that ended up poisoning people and giving them cancers, look at the things they've, who, who, look at the funding trails. It's, it's, if you follow the money once again, but it's all been said, nothing's changing. They're, they're doing the same circus. It's coming out more and more obvious. And I mean, to be honest, there, there is positivity. I do, I do see, and it's mostly men around my age that are becoming interested in, and in, in, in this, and there, there, there is this interest that I'm seeing now. I'm trying to infect as many people as I can, but just the fact that, Hey, maybe you should think on your own. That's all not against anyone except for, you know, whoever the, whoever's screwing everyone, I should say, excuse my language, but yeah. What you just said there, infecting them, that, that triggered a thought of that's why we go out and you, you have civil discourse is you plant the idea, the thought, the, you plant the seed and you let it grow. It's kind of, I know it's kind of a, well, you're not familiar with the Bible. I guess you wouldn't realize that that's a Bible reference, but, um, that's a Bible reference. Um, you, you plant the seed, you just get out there and, and, you know, uh, family event. Now that the holidays are coming around, you just plant the seed, just question. Um, well, like my favorite phrase question with all bold boldness, um, just, just question it. And just just propose the question whether or not even even if the family member is like completely lost, they're the ones wearing the mask, social distancing, they're they're vaxxed, boosted and triple boosted and quadruple boosted. Like uh, even them, you, you just pose the idea and it, it, it will plant the seed and it'll sit there in the back of their head. And anytime something comes up, that'll trigger in the back of their mind. And it, it, it's just the same as, as anybody else. When you have that, you know, that thought that triggers every once in a while on the back of your head, everybody has that, 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 that's something that we all have and plant that seed and just, just put it out there and give some data information or some statistics or something like that, you know, have a little bit, uh, ready to go. So if they start, Oh, what do you mean by that? Or, you know, they ask you questions about it. You've, you've got it ready. Um, and, and you, you can start laying it out. Uh, even if you have like a, I, I know Johnny's going to hate this, but even if you had a Google Doc uh, uh, or something like that, something you could easily access or a notepad on your on your smartphone or something, just with some basic points. If if uh, you you have problems remembering numbers or something like that, you know you can you can get this information and put it on like a notepad or something like that on your smoke smartphone, you know, a note or something. And if it ever comes up, you can just whip that out and you know and and give them information or. Um, you know, if they want to know more, you might have, uh, a link or something like that, or hell, just send them our direction to the, the podcast. Uh, Beautiful. And, and you know, there you go. Uh, you start, just, just plant the seed. Just, just if, if we, and, and I mean, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do this as well. And I've been thinking about it. If, if, if I could find, if we could find, if you listeners could find one, two, three commonly easily provable facts that are foundation that would just, you know, de, not just 
like disrupt as in decon deconstruct, I should say, the their lies. You know what I mean? Just few basic facts that are hard to argue against, right? And then based you you know, logic is simple. One thing is based on another as a consequence. As long as you can somehow corner right in the beginning, already cornered person that is, let's say, you know, has a has a obviously influenced by, let's say, propaganda and media opinion. It's 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 almost like that 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 as Bruce said, it's like that seed, that little virus implantation. You know, we just tell them this and that, and that's it, and make them look weird if they're arguing against something that's very commonly known. You know what I mean? And then just based on that. All of a sudden, this other thing becomes a lot more provable for you. What you're discussing now, you said that you've got a lot more people that are willing to listen. Right now, as in when I say right now, I'm talking about this particular point in time in history. This is what a lot of people are calling the fourth turning. This is when people start to pay attention. If you were back in the 80s, back in the 90s, in the US or in, in Europe, no one's going to listen to you. We could be sitting here discussing all this stuff now. Hell, a few years ago, people weren't listening to us. Now they're paying attention. At least more and more people are paying attention because now is the time for people to pay attention. Their perception has been altered. Their reality has been changed. It's changing right in front of them. Even somebody that's not quite all there and, and can't quite see the whole picture of something, they still have it in their head that something is not right. I'm not talking about those idiots that are out there that are still wearing masks. Forget those people. That's harsh, but that's where we are now. We don't have time to go back for them. They're either going to wake up or they're not. That's all I can say to it. It's a time for people to pay attention. They're going to be looking for people that are talking sense, and they're going to be looking for people that are telling them the truth, no matter how inconvenient that might be. We are those people among many others. I will give you, and Bruce will give you, and you will give people, and Marty and Ned and everybody else, we will give you the truth about a matter, whether you like to hear it or not. But at the end of the day, it is the truth. It's not going to be what you hear on mainstream media. If you want to watch mainstream media, there's nothing stopping you. Go ahead. But that is not going to be anything that's going to tell you and, and lead you on a path to individual thinking and making up your own mind and, and evaluating alternatives and becoming that individual that we need to rebuild all of this. Individual thinking, you said, you can only get individual thinking from another individual, not on TV, not on the news, get your ideas to become an individual from other individuals. And what is an individual? Well, everyone is one, but some people are a little bit more of an individual than once. People that are kind of more of an independent, the, the outsiders, the lone wolves, the people that other people tend to listen to. Be a personable person, a person-to-person person, a boots-on-the-ground person. Go out there, stand outside your your your, your home, your apartment building, and, and talk to people. Go for walks, man. I go for walks. A lot of the times you get a phone call, let's say, you know, somebody's asking, what are you doing right right now? I'm, I'm walking where? Well, just, just walking. What do you mean you're just walking? Well, I, I'm going to walk, man. And it's Take fun. And I love, yeah, yeah exactly. And you meet people. And if you do it every day, if you do it, sometimes you do it more than once a day, you start meeting cool people. And if you're with you, you have that one or two facts, boom, boom. Now you're having healthy social interactions. Now your self-esteem is building now. You know what I mean? We will try to put things up on the internet. They can help you walk around and feel secure with your conversation. If you're too tired of the argument, if you're too tired with the people, you know, who just talk nothing but politics and, and, and a super, super, let's say hard headed. 
well, there's a little defense, you know, I'll try to find it. We'll try to find these little facts that you can just be like, oh, no, here's this. And if you want to continue further, please, let's finish on this one topic. You know what I mean? And and if the person just refuses to look at facts, well, then you know that you're not wasting your time with this person. We can't save everyone. You're right. I It took me the longest time to learn this lesson in life. There are people that you can show right in front of their face that like this is a white cat. And I'll be like, I've, there's no such thing as a cat. You know, it's, it's, it's impossible to prove them because there's, see, just the idea that there are conspiracy theories in the world will already create some sort of a chain of unnecessary paranoia in a person's mind. And just, and that's being manipulated only from one side. Like, see, I'm not trying to manipulate how you think or, or, or what you should think. I'm telling you what's working for me, what my beliefs are, and what is objectively, hopefully not just by my, just not by me is also said. I don't want anybody to go on in any serious way on things that are just my opinion. I try to base my opinion on reality and you should check to make sure that things I say are correct. It's, it's important to be a person to have a mind. I want, I want to be, I, I wouldn't want to say censored, but um, fact-checked. Because I'm a human being and I make mistakes. All I can do is my best and be honest. And that is it. And so can all of you. That's all we can do. But arm yourself with knowledge. Information is the currency of of, of gods. You know, the, the most important thing in life, as John used to say, or have said before, is information. And, and, and I agree with it. Information is a weapon. Pen is mightier than a sword, right? So arm yourself with information, with facts that are funny, troll people, you know, the only thing you can do to bullies embarrass them. That's the only thing that gets them, right? So if they are all stuck in a high school or junior high cafeteria, be the adult and go joke around with the children. It's it's not scary if you're just prepare yourself a little bit. I don't, I haven't watched news in, I don't know in how long. I honestly, I have no access to any, I haven't seen any cable news, any channels. I have not seen any sort of, I don't haven't seen watch Fox to any of it. All I, all my information is because I'm outside talking to people. I'm on the internet talking to people all day long. And that's basically how I get my news. I mean, I'll, you know, quote unquote, Google things. Obviously, you know, I watch YouTube videos. I have a YouTube channel, but I don't, I forgot, I, I even forgot about like the channel clicking and the ads. Oh my God. My life became a million billion times better when I just, completely gave up on watching commercial television. Three minutes of content, two minutes of ads. Five minutes of content, five minutes of ads. The TV is an hour long, you know, endeavor. 45 to 60% of it, you'll be watching ads. Half of them are now political ads. I can't. That's that's like death. That's, that's tortured. We are going to have to leave it there, I'm afraid, as we are out of time. But uh, Pavel, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on, and we will see you next week. Bruce, I will see you tomorrow. For those of you who would like to send us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast.protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you both for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.